in today's show, we're live here on YouTube, and I'm going to answer your questions along with Adam King for Fantasy Basketball, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm here with Adam King, ready to answer the questions that you guys have. So let's bring him in. Kingy, welcome back to the show. Good morning, Josh. My son has just arisen, so he has not given up on the week. Uh, still no sign of my wife, though. Kingy's worried that he's living in some sort of zombie apocalypse and he's the only one alive in his house because he's the only one up at like six, seven in the morning. Everyone else is just having a nice sleep and he, he thinks it's the end of the world coming. We're here to talk. Uh, we're here to talk fantasy basketball, Kingy. Just a reminder: next week, at around this time, we'll be going live, or we will have already started going live. Thursday, February the 9th, one thirty p.m. Eastern. Trade deadline show. You're going to be one of the guests on there discussing the trade deadline. Zach Hanshu's going to be on there. Matt Lawson's going to be on there. So it's going to be a full packed trade deadline show. Thursday, February 9th, one thirty p.m. Eastern. If I'm getting up early, I hope you're there to join me. So guys, get involved. And Kingy, we'll just jump straight in. We'll just get to some of these questions. We'll see what people. Um, have got here. All right. Well, RSC Samsa says, can you elaborate on why LeBron's injury scares you? I'll ask you first, Kingy. Do you have any worries about LeBron, say, down in the March stretch of the season? Uh, I do. Yeah, look, I think I do. Um, he's the, the, the I, I guess, the... The, the words or the – that's a really bad phrase. But what they're saying, what Darvin Ham has been saying um, isn't good. Like it, 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 And as you've you've elaborated on this on your show, this this is not a phantom thing. Like we've seen him injure his ankle. It's not, it's not something yeah, yeah. they're making up. Exactly. He's done it multiple times. Um, and, and so he, he's really just playing for that scoring title. Uh, I think it depends a little bit on, on their record, where they sit what they want to do but look given that that they see I don't even know what they are in the standings now they'd have to be 13th like the 13th yeah. okay so yeah look it does worry me I think he he's I'm seeing all the things on Twitter about when he's going to break this scoring record it's going to be sort of in the next week ish he's 89 points away I think so what he's averaging 30 a game so three or four games he'll probably do it um and then I think yeah, I, I think there's a chance then that he sits um, some back-to-backs. He's already been sitting some games, so I, I, yeah. think, that, I think it will happen. Why I'm scared of it, it's a, 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 this, I can't say your name, RSC, Samsa, or whatever, you, whatever your name is there, but 
You're saying that, yeah, he's firing all cylinders. Yes, he is when he's playing, but that's not the problem. It's not that I'm watching him in-game going, oh, he's really struggling. It's that he's spraying his ankle four times. They keep talking about the, the problems with it. He keeps getting listed questionable every game. And if they fall out of contention here with this legitimate injury, he's going to miss more back-to-backs. And I think not now, not before the All-Star break, probably not until March, that he will have to sit two weeks or three weeks, and that might end up being the season. That is my worry because he has suffered significant Injuries to his foot and ankle multiple times this season, and he is pushing through them. He is playing unbelievably well at a high level, and that's actually adding to it. He's playing like 37 minutes a night with 35 usage. That's higher than what he did last season. So he's actually stepped for all this talk every year. Now LeBron's going to take a step back. He went higher again this season. So something's going to add up, and that's where my worry is. I don't know that it's going to happen, but that's my uh, that's my worry. Um. All right, let's go through this these questions. All right, okay. N23, I'm sitting very comfortably at the top with Mark Williams and Zach Collins and ESPN 1010 Points League. Love trying to get flyers. Anyone else to or wait to be reactive? Okay. okay, so you're in a points league for a start. Mark Williams and Zach Collins' value in a points league is not that high. It's not as high as what it is in a category league. Their values happens with big men all the time. In points leagues, what you want to look for is usage and points, like real-life points and usage. They are the things that get people into big numbers. Players who get value from high field goal percentage and from blocks and even from big rebounds are not the points league players that you need to be prioritizing. So you're in a 10-10 league. I think you might be wasting your spots on those guys, to be honest. And in general, you might find someone better that comes along in a um, at a trade deadline situation. But you're already on top. You've got some guys stashed. Like, I don't think you need to worry too much about it, Kingy. No, I'd probably. I mean, yeah. Look, like you said, they're not as valuable in in a points uh, format because neither of them score a lot. Um, but yeah, if you're sitting on top, I don't know. Hold on to them. It's only we're only a week away, so so just keep them. See what happens. But I, I wouldn't be too attached to them, especially in a ten team league. Yep, exactly. All right, Fuzzy Pickle says, "What's up with Michael Porter Jr.? Is he a buy low?" Ah, uh, oh, look. I mean. If, it depends what you're going to give up for him. Um, he hasn't been great. He's one of these guys who I think I've said this before. I don't. I don't even have him on a roster this, uh, I don't this season. Um, he was going a little bit high for me, so so I just didn't get him. Um, but I know he, he has been struggling uh, in terms of a buy low. Look, I wouldn't give up. Probably I wouldn't give up a top eighty player. Maybe if you could if you could part ways with a, a top one hundred. Uh, guy, but he's yeah. Look, he's he's his skill set's a little bit limited as well. So he'll give you points, he'll give you rebounds and threes. Doesn't give you much on the defensive end. So he doesn't fit everyone's build as well. Um, so he's 80th for the for the season, hundredth for the last month. I'd probably give up a top 100 guy. Yeah, like is he a buy low? Like maybe is he going to get much better than this? I don't think so. Like he really is just a points and threes yeah. guy who they're limiting to 30 minutes every single game. He doesn't get assists ever or steals or blocks he never gets to the line like he just I, I don't actually see what he's doing now that is so much worse than what he's going to do later on or what he's doing now that is so much better that could cause a drop off I think this is just who he is like him getting drafted in the 50s was always absurd and this is about the right spot so I don't I don't see him as either of those things really I think he sort of just sits there and he's like doing what he does um okay Here's a good question. Don Sakari, what do you do with Kawhi Leonard for the playoffs? Who would you trade for any suggestions? Obviously, Kingy, Kawhi, we know there's back-to-back risks, and he does have some back-to-backs down the stretch here, but the Clippers also, in a lot of people's playoffs, have a really, really poor schedule. So Kawhi's going along at the moment as like a top 10, top 12 player. In 
not necessarily talking about Kawhi, but using him as a, an example here. When you're looking to do trades based on fantasy playoffs, yeah, you've got say Kawhi's got eight games. Like what? What sort of level of player? He's a first round player. Eight games in fantasy playoffs across three weeks. Do you look at a third round guy with eleven games? A second round guy with eleven games? Like what would you be willing to go backwards on for a per game basis to get that extra playing time? Oh, look, I mean, if you are looking to move off of him, I have him in a few spots and I'm, I'm just going to roll with him and see what happens because it's been, it's fun. Um, if you're looking to move off of him, I would just sort of say open to offers and see what comes in. And obviously you're going to take the best offer. How low would I go? Oh, look, I would say, I don't know if I'd go a th- maybe a third rounder. It would probably depend who it was as well. Like, I mean, you could get a third rounder, someone like a Miles Turner, but it's a very different skill set. Like, so, yeah. so you need to match up the player that you're going to be replacing with if you, if you need those stats. So you need points, you need some steals, you need some. Three. It is hard to do. Like, it's there's no doubt that it's hard to do to be able to like because these guys are these players for a reason, and you can't just get that through volume necessarily. You can't get someone who scores, gets assists, gets rebounds, hits threes, is good at field goals, good at free throws, gets steals as well. Like even if they play two extra games that that player you get doesn't do those things. Like you just can't, you can't do it. So look, I'm I'm not, as people know, I'm not a big trader in fantasy leagues. I don't focus on fantasy playoff schedule at all, like in the slightest, but you can you know, make some moves. But again, trading back, because like, the, the risk you run there is you trade Kawhi's eight games for someone who plays 11 games and that 11-game guy sits a back-to-back, gets injured and plays eight games anyway, and then what the hell is the point? Like, there's no guarantee that he plays 11 games. Yes, there's a guarantee that Kawhi doesn't play more than eight, but there's no guarantee that that 11-game guy doesn't play 10 or nine, and then that advantage is just done. And a lot of the time, I agree with you, you just sort of sit on it and make it up through streaming and smart waiver wire ads. That's generally a more successful strategy, I find. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's go back in um, for questions here. Um, all right, Ben Simmons, what are we doing with him, Kingy? Is he a drop? Oh, he's, he's close. He's bloody close. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm trying not to. I think they've said he'll be back Saturday. So I, I can. I think you can make a case either way. Um, the only reason I'm sort of hesitant is because assists are pretty valuable this season and, and he is getting seven, eight assists a game. Yep. Um, he'll get you a steal normally, steal and a half. Free throw percentage isn't really an issue because he's not getting to the line. Uh, there's obviously room for improvement here, um, but I don't, I mean, if you drop him, I don't think you're going to sort of 
curse yourself in in three weeks and say, man, I should have held him because I just haven't seen. I, I I thought he'd actually have a really good season when healthy, and and it hasn't happened. So it's yeah. It's pretty he, depressing, actually. He's twenty nine, playing twenty nine minutes a game. Or sorry, he's not playing twenty nine minutes a game, is he? No, he is. He's about that mark. But he's like the ninetieth ranked player this season. I think he's going to be about that area as we move forward. Like, I know it's frustrating that he's had some really poor games, but again, it's one of these players. If you've got him on your team, like you understand the the issues. You you don't have him for scoring. You have him for good rebounding, some good assists. He gets you a steal, a steal and a half. He gets pretty good field goal percentage. Like. That's what you have him for. And realistically, are you dropping him because you're annoyed or are you dropping him because there's a better option out there? And in a lot of the cases, it'll be because you're annoyed. And that's not going to help you because you'll drop him and then you'll end up picking up yeah, Jericho Sims or Isaiah Hartenstein or you'll pick up someone significantly worse. Maybe it'll be Seth Curry who then has you know, one point on one of seven shooting or something like that. Or Tim Hardaway goes three of 24 for four points. Like That's the sort of thing that will happen. Like Why are you dropping him? Because you're annoyed? Then, then don't do it. Or does his stats not make any sense to you? Because we can talk about him being like ranked 90th, but then it's not even including like punting value of the free throws, which pushes him much, much, much higher. And that is always a key thing to, to be able to uh, evaluate with your team is like, why are you... Can, it's the, whenever someone asks me a trade question, Kingy, I always go like, yeah, why are you doing it? Like, okay, should I, should I do this trade? And I say, why? It'll be like, you know, it's like an example you gave me, like Miles Turner for Kawhi Leonard. I go, Why? Like, oh, I just think, yeah, oh, that Kawhi might get hurt. Yeah, but look, these are just completely different things and they made completely different things for a fantasy team. And you've always got to make sure that it makes sense because part of the beauty of a category league is that all this stuff can be wildly different in value between one team and the other. And giving a blanket statement about the value of something just doesn't work out. And it, it ends up being misleading um, a lot of the time, I think. Um. All right, let's go. D, 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 D. Can you comment, elaborate further on Drew Eubanks? He may be a league winner. I'll start with this. He's not a league winner, but can you talk further on Drew Eubanks? League winner is a phrase that I am banning on this show. It is never being mentioned again. And if anyone asks that question, you will never get your question answered. League winner is bullshit. It is garbage. It does not exist. And Drew Eubanks is definitely not that player. So anyway, can we further comment on Drew Eubanks, Kingy? Oh, look, I think if... I, have we got any word on on no. Nurkic? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think we would because no. they don't play today. So, um, oh look, if if Nurkic is out, you add him. Uh, Long term value is Nurkic going to be traded? Uh, who knows? Um, we're a week away, as I said. I highly it, doubt look, that. To be honest, I I don't think yeah, they trade Nurkic. No, I don't think they will. Um, do they scale him back? Maybe, probably not. I mean, they they still want to push for the playoffs. Uh, he's he's still the better player, I think. Um, so, look, I mean, yeah, if he's available, grab him. Nurkic could miss a couple of games. Um, did they actually come out and say whether it was his ankle or his calf? They said it was calf. Apparently, initially they said ankle, but it was corrected to calf. Yeah, okay. So it was calf. So given this was a something he came into the game with yesterday, he, he might miss a week here. Um, again, common sense is not a given, so <laughs> we we don't know. But look, we're a week away from the trade deadline. Grab Eubanks, see what happens. But yeah, as you said, he's not a league winner. I don't think Eubanks, I don't think Nurkic is getting traded, but Nurkic was in a walking boot. He's going to miss time. He's had multiple calf issues. It's you know, been sore this whole time. Eubanks is a, is a guy to grab. There's no question about that. This is not a league winner situation though. And again, it takes me to this next question. Like, about trade speculation, because that's the time of season we're in. Tyler says, what are your thoughts on the OG trade news to the Pals or Grizzlies? It's not trade news. It's someone just speculating on stuff. It doesn't mean anything. And 
I think we get so caught up. Like someone even asked me a question today, what are your projections for Jay Crowder um, rest of season? Like my projections for him are zero games, zero minutes, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks. Because I don't know that he's getting traded. And if I do know that he's getting traded, I don't know where he's getting traded or who he's getting traded for or how he fits in. All this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. None of it does. And, you know, these OG trade, like we, how many, I don't know how often we're going to hear this or how long it's going to take to learn lessons from this, but every trade that we hear, one out of 15 of them ever happen, if that. So like, oh yeah, oh, AG might be traded here. Like, or he just might not go anywhere. Or he goes to a completely different team. Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs, for example. Like we didn't see any of that coming. So expanding or expending your mental energy, trying to figure out how someone's fantasy value gets impacted in certain situations when A, we don't know if they go. B, we don't know where they go. C, we don't know who they go in exchange for. Um, D, we don't know what other moves happen around that. It's honestly just a gigantic waste of your time. Yeah, look, I think um, the we, yeah, I mean, with any of these trades, often the first trade is one that we have no idea about. It just comes out of the blue. This player has been traded and and hasn't. It's a guy that wasn't even talked about at all. So yep, as you it's said, a bonus. We hear all these rumours, barely any of them actually come to fruition. So um, yeah, look, OG maybe he'll be traded, maybe he won't. But you could speculate that he could get traded to any team and and. Yeah, I, I as you said, I don't really uh, bother. I, I don't worry about it at all. I do not either. Um, there was something I was going to add in there. I don't remember what it was, but it doesn't matter. Momo Yama says, what would you like to see to rethink stashing IJAX? Uh, time Machine and Miles Turner not getting extended? Like, why would I? I don't know. See, I don't see why I would bother. Stashing Isaiah Jackson. There's, I, I can't think of a single reason. That, like, what would I like to see? Like, Miles Turner being benched, like there's nothing that would suggest that Isaiah Jackson is a stash to me. No, I don't think so. Uh, his minutes, even if you just look at the last week, his minutes are, are really up and down. Turner's not being traded. Um, yeah. Uh, what would we like to see? Well, it, it would have to be a Turner trade, but that's not going to happen. So it's not. I, I don't see. I don't see him having any. He'll have some streaming value. Um, Jalen. Uh, Smith was to get injured, maybe. But yeah, th- there's nothing at the moment indicating that his role is going to increase. That's it. There's a question here from Owen, but it's not appearing on my little um, Twidget thing because he's he put rude words in there and it, it blocked it. But he says, a guy in my 14-team league got knocked out of the playoff race and then he dropped Brandon Ingram because... And the reason that he dropped him was because he's a pussy. And then we told the commission to add Brandon Ingram to the last place team. Thoughts? Just add him back to the guy that dropped him. Lock that guy's team and then you're done. You don't have to add him to the last place team. Just literally add him back to the guy's hmm. team and lock him. He was out of the playoffs. He's doing stuff to cause chaos. Just add him back to that guy's team. I, I don't think there's too much of a of a big question there. Aiden says, why are they resting Curry? I'm guessing because um, he's 35 years old. They played an extra two and a half months of basketball last season. It's on a back-to-back. They just played an overtime game and he played 40 minutes. And he's already had injuries this season and has had multiple injuries in his career. I, I don't, don't know how you can argue with too many of those things. And we, we said this. Part of the reason why, and I got a lot of shit for it, saying, hey, I'm not taking Curry in the top three of fantasy drafts. I'm not going to take him at pick six in fantasy drafts because I do think they're going to ease his load off. I thought they'd be better than this. I thought they would ease his load off. He'd have some rest days. He wouldn't have to carry as much as he did. And some of that's untrue because he's playing more minutes, but they are easing his load off because he's having to do way too much. And it's not going particularly well for this team. And yes, they probably do need the wins. But the last time he sat, they won. So an automatic sit 
for Curry, it doesn't mean an automatic loss for the Warriors. We'll see if it changes anything, but they're resting him because he's banged up. I think that's, that's instead of conspiracy theories, like just that's why I think he's banged up. Yeah, I think they're resting. Well, I haven't seen, and he just got up, but I think they're resting pretty much their whole team, aren't they? Or they were rumored to be resting. Yeah, all it's like Clay will definitely be out, but then it's it, Draymond Wiggins and Steph are the guys that I'm expecting yeah. expecting to not play today. But we haven't yeah. um, we haven't heard that for sure. I don't think, but that is the expectation. Yeah, no, I think I held. Um, I was going to drop Divincenzo last night, but let's hold him and see what happens. Yep, and they've got uh, a game on Saturday as well, so they've got three games in four nights. Yep. Today's episode is also brought to you by. Fangio, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is Fangio, America's number one sportsbook. Really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, Fangio. And if you're new to Fangio, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download Fangio now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Fangio lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown and... Speaking of scoring a touch, and I can go in and have a look and see that the Eagles are still one and a half point favorites in this, but if I go to any time TD scorer and Travis Kelsey is still the raging favorite at minus 130, followed by Jalen Hurts, Isaiah Pacheco, and then Miles Sanders. Kadarius Tony's jumped onto the board at plus 165. He's a touchdown catching legend, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure he's not, but who knows? He's on that list. So if you want to have a look at that, you can go and check it out. The FanDuel Sportsbook is safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, let's get back in here, Kingy. Um, questions? What are you doing with Jared Vanderbilt? Drop Vanderbilt or hold through the deadline? I think there's a lot, again, this is a common refrain that is said in many spots. So we just wait to the deadline. Like, I don't know why I would bother holding him through the deadline. Like, Walker Kessler isn't getting traded. So I don't see... Look, for some things, situations, sure. But I I don't see why Vanderbilt would be impacted, to be honest. No, I agree. I don't think... Yeah, as you said, Kessler's not going anywhere. Markinen's obviously not going anywhere. Um, Olenek... Uh, maybe, but maybe, uh, but he's not going to play next to Kessler a huge amount. Is my, would be my no. guess. Like, that's... and Olinik, I mean, Olinik's been out. He's back, mm. but he's playing limited minutes. And and Vanderbilt didn't see an uptick then. So, w- what? Even if he's not there, who's going to come back if he is traded? So, I guess people are expecting Vanderbilt could get traded, but like, he's, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't know. It's just there's just a, a lot that goes through with these things that we just tie so much into the deadline and. I'm, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dud. Like, it's, hey, go watch my show. It's gonna be terrible. Go watch the trade deadline show. It's gonna be a dud. But like everything that you expect to happen, there'll be very few things. It might be usually there's one or two things that might create any sort of fantasy interest, and they're usually not the ones we expect. And nearly every year, there's a trade that happens about three days before the actual trade deadline that has some interesting players. Sabonis last season, a couple of years ago, was Tobias Harris going to Philadelphia. There's usually one trade that goes down um, two to three days before the deadline that involves some bigger name players. So we'll keep an eye on that. But just, again, everything you think about the deadline, just scale it back by about 50%. Do I think Nurkic is out until after the All-Star break? I literally have no idea. Um, he could be, but we have no information. Um, he has calf soreness. He um, He's missing a game. But until the All-Star break's three weeks away, i got absolutely no idea about that. We'll find out more when we find out more. Um, Daniel McIntyre says, 
is Tari Eason's current value due to Green and Porter out for the Rockets or does he have rest of season value? I've, I've answered this question a million times, Kingy. Do you want to give your thoughts on Tari, uh, Tari Eason? Uh, yeah, look, he was uh, due to Green Porter out. Well, I mean, Porter wasn't out. He was back. He, no, he wasn't. He, nah, he was out. He was out and then he came back and then now he's out again maybe. Oh, no. sorry, Kevin Porter. I'm yeah. thinking Smith Jr. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Kevin Porter. Yep. Um, and Green out. No, look, and even, I mean, yesterday, Eason was, was great yesterday, but he only played 19 minutes. Um, he had 20, I think he took like 21 shots or something. He did, but I think he had like seven of them off offensive rebound putbacks of his own missed yeah. shots. Um, yeah. Okay. He played the same amount of minutes as Garrison Matthews, despite Jabari Smith being injured, despite Green and Porter being out. And again, I'll just continue to say, like, he just, they don't play him in Eric Gordon's spot. They, they just don't. They play him, they, he played like a minute or two there yesterday, maybe one minute next to um, Smith and Shengun. And Smith is hurt now, but then when Smith got hurt yesterday down the stretch, it wasn't Eason who replaced him. They didn't close with Eason, despite him being the leading scorer, leading rebounder, leading defensive stack getter in the game. He didn't do any of that. He didn't close it. It was bloody Jay Sean Tate. So while people just um, fantasize about this trade of Eric Gordon opening things up, I, I can. it's been a great run from Eason. He should be held at the moment because they've got a three-game in four-night stretch here and Smith got hurt. So hopefully Eason starts tomorrow. But the reason he was able to get these big minutes in these games, Smith out, Smith out, Smith in foul trouble, Shingun out. That's how it happened. And then yesterday, he had that gigantic game because he had 11 offensive rebounds off his own miss. A miss, rebound, miss, rebound, miss, rebound, miss, rebound. The defensive stats are always there for him. But he didn't get extra run. He didn't get anything extra happening. He played his usual 19 minutes despite two starters being out and then the other starter, Jabari Smith, leaving uh, at the start of the fourth quarter. And he still played only 19 minutes. So I don't, I don't know what we need to see to show that the Rockets do not want to play him big minutes unless they are absolutely forced to through a million different things. And that could change, but there's been literally nothing that has told us that that would ha- is what will happen. No. Uh, yeah. It's all of our all of our preseason hope um, faded pretty quickly, and, and I have no confidence that, that anything's going to change. Yeah. I, I, I agree. It could happen, but nothing that has happened has suggested that it will happen so far. As, as good as we think that he is, and we do think that he should start, but hey, hold him for now, by all means, right? But mm. what has happened now has not been a changing of the guard. It's not been a tide swell changing for Stephen Silas. It's been none of that. Richard Crosley, is Jay Crowder worth a stash? What are you thinking? No. Agree. He's not. Like, he's, he's not. He wasn't a 12-team league guy last season. We don't know where he's going to go, what sort of role he's going to be in. I would not waste my time adding him, unless I'm in like a 16-team league. I would consider that, um, but that's it. Brian says, when are they planning on making up the postponed Wizards game? We have no idea, literally no idea, and we'll let you know when we find out, but no idea. Couldn't even speculate on it. Don't even worry. People um, tend to, Kingy, I think, get a little bit worked up on things they have no ability to control. Like, oh, when is this going to happen? What happened in my playoffs? Like, you don't know. We don't know. You can't figure it out. Um, you can't plan for it. Just forget about it. When it happens, it happens. It's completely out of your control. Focus on the things that you can, and that's manipulating the fantasy schedule, getting guys in, looking for injury replacements, streaming guys in, making the right choices that make sense for your team rather than uh, expending energy on things that you can't control. Or, you know, how does my fourth best player's value get hit if he potentially gets traded to one of four teams? Like, it's a waste of your energy, I think. Yeah, it's that, that's right. I, I just, you move on and whenever they do reschedule the game, just treat it as a bonus game. Yep, yep. And things happen. There's going to be random things happen all the time. It's one of the advantages, I believe, in a category league of punting is because when you're punting, you're 
filtering and funneling your value into smaller amounts of categories, meaning you can have higher strength in those categories, so that you've got a larger buffer for when something weird happens. A game gets postponed, someone gets injured, someone leaves a game in two minutes, someone gets into foul trouble, and you've got that buffer. You're not at a situation where like, I'm pretty even in all categories, and if I had these two guys for the week, I'll be able to knock steals off by four, and then something wild goes wrong, and you get a postponed game, you've got four players out of it, then you're cooked. Creating that buffer to deal with the things that will go wrong every single week is one of those advantages in punting. And when you get to the playoffs, punting becomes way more important because you only need to win five categories. You don't need to win seven two. You don't need to win six three. You need to win five. And having that buffer really helps you deal with these things that you shouldn't be expending your energy trying to figure them out. Daniel Smith, we're going to get some information on this today, but we might as well do it now, Kingy. What do you think? Do you think McConnell has good value still with Tyrese back? Uh, well... I'd be holding him because I don't. I don't think Tyrese plays in the back to back. I don't think he'll play both. So, yeah, McConnell might only get. And look, and Tyrese is going to be limited today, so he might only play twenty four minutes. I don't think they've given a, a number on it. Or I don't even. Is he even confirmed yet? He's probably not confirmed. But... Uh, let's have a look. A pre. No, he's not yet. No. Not yet. But I, I think he's going to play. Like barring a, a setback in in pregame. Um, do long term, no, um, because I think we saw at the beginning of the season he didn't have twelve team value. He had some stream value. That was about it. No, he was not, uh, not even close to it. Like he wasn't. He was playing like sixteen minutes a night. He was like the fourth guard on that team, fifth guard I think behind Nempard, Halliburton, Heald, and uh, Matherin. Yeah, and 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 Duarte's there now. Yeah, um, he so, just didn't play. Yeah, look, long-term, I don't think so, but I'd probably be holding him just for the next couple of games. I so. I agree. That's what I, I would hold him. Um, I would hold him through these two games. They've got three games in four nights as well, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Um, and I think you get good minutes for him at least on Friday. It might be worth holding on for Sunday. It might not be. Like, if he's a 17-minute guy on Sunday and you've got the extra waiver ad, you could try and get a weekend back-to-back player. But, you know, for now at least over this Thursday, Friday, when you think you're probably going to get good um, get good production in one of those games where the one that Halliburton sits out, then yeah, we, we hold on to him. Neil, do you genuinely love fantasy basketball? Is this just a job? What do you think I'm doing? Like pretending that I enjoy doing this? Like why, why would someone get into this job, Neil? I know that this is a common refrain I see on Reddit. Oh man, the people that you know, write blurbs on fantasy basketball, they're just failed journalists and they're just trying to find ways to get to work. Like why would, I, why would I do this job if I didn't have any interest or didn't love fantasy basketball? I don't know why anyone would. Why would someone do this? I, 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 yeah, anyway. I don't understand that thinking that, man, these people don't even watch basketball. They don't even like the sport. They're just yeah, failed writers. Not saying that you're saying that, Neil, but people have said that in the past. It's so weird. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No, look, I mean, I played fantasy basketball for a long time before I yeah, same. got into doing this. So it was something that I just love doing, that I love doing so much. that, and, and I mean, you're probably the same, but to the next level, I just enjoyed it so much that, hey, why not try and, yeah, do it exactly what time. I did. Um, I didn't and- just get offered a job, say, hey, we've got something fantasy basketball. Do you want to like do it without ever having done it before? Like I did all of this stuff for free for years. And, yeah. and then it went from there. Like that's, yes. Anyway, I've there's spent that, too much question on, time on that question, I think. There's that meme with the, the guy, it's from a movie and, and a guy just standing around waiting in different, like he's standing in the backyard and, and just with his head down, just oh, yeah. waiting. That's me in the fantasy off season. I'm just, <laughs> just waiting for the season it's, to start. The, that's the Narcos, the Narcos meme, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. So, no, look, I, yeah, well, I know. I, I love doing it and, and um, often, sometimes too much, I think. 
Last question before we get out of here. Yong Shui Liu says, is Shengun solidified as 30 plus minutes now? Can we trust the Rockets coach? He's clearly the best player in the team. Yeah, I, I don't see why there would be any change to him playing 30 minutes a night. If there was, I'm pretty sure Rockets fans would literally jump on the court as it happened. It's all there is. The only way it's going to happen if um, is if he gets injured or he gets into foul trouble in a game. I don't see there's any situation where they're going back to that nonsense 26 minutes and running two centers off the bench. Kingy, do you have any thoughts on that? Final final answer. Uh, no, same as you. I, I don't see why he's been 30 minutes now for three weeks, maybe. Yeah. I think he's probably been over 30 most games. So, yeah, no, I think... And as you said, Rockets... Um, social media, Rockets beat reporters, they're all over Shangoon. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, if, if if it did change for some reason, there'd be a riot. I think. It's not to say that it won't happen in one game because something weird happens and there's oh. like a three foul run and then the backup comes in and they go on a crazy 20 to zero run. He runs with it happens with so many players and so many teams, right? That's fine. But as a regular thing, no way. That's just not something that's going to, um, not something that's going to happen. And that, Kingy, will take us out of here. Thank you again for coming on. We'll have you back here around the same time next week, breaking down the very end of the trade deadline. I'll be here from 1.30 p.m. You'll jump on towards the end of the show to break down things as they're closing off. So I look forward to talking to you then and tell people where they can, where they can find your musings on fantasy basketball. Uh, yeah, over on Twitter at AdamKing91 down the bottom there. Um, normally doing my daily sort of um, who to watch, game recaps, depending on what else I have. Uh, don't don't always get time. Um, and then, yeah, on the, the show with you next week, I think I'm on the Roto, well, it's not Roto World anymore, it's NBC Sports Edge trade deadline show as well with Zach. Um, and my wife is awake, so we can all stand down. There are no zombies coming to get us. Lucky, lucky we're, all, we're all good up there. Kingy, thanks for jumping on, guys. Thanks for being a part of the show. If you are watching this live, hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button on YouTube. We're on our way to 60,000 subs. It would be great if you could hit that sub and get us there, guys. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave the comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.